We're going to sing the first and last verses of I'll Fly Away. Some glad morning when this life is o'er, I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away, I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I fly away. Just a few more weary days and then I'll fly away. that you have gathered with us tonight. We look forward to hearing from Peggy. Uh, many of you are aware of the fact that she and her husband, Gary, uh, were members of Broadway for a number of years. They were here, I'm sure they were here when many of you uh, first started to worship here at Broadway. So Miss Peggy, come on. She has asked for all the time that we've given So. Hi, so my name is Peggy Cable, and I'm very happy to be here this evening. I walk, so I got a walking mic, okay? So I guess it's going on six years, five years ago. Danny uh, Snyder called me and said, we're going to Uganda, to Busia, to teach a pastor's conference. Do you want to go? And I said, yes, I want to go. I got off the plane before I got my luggage at Entebbe Airport, Uganda. 
I said, I'm home. I knew. I knew. I knew. I knew God wanted me in Africa. And so about three months later, I went back by myself. I kept going back. I went on visiting visas, and uh, the government caught me and said I wasn't visiting anymore. And they were right. I was staying there. And so I started an NGO, a non-government organization, and I got a work permit. So I can stay there 10 months out of the year. And we work the whole time. I have three employees. We do evangelism. That's what the NGO does. We tell people about Jesus. My favorite ministry is prison. I love prison ministry. I love it. We go into prisons in Uganda and Kenya. I work all over Uganda, all over Kenya. I know people. And so I love prison ministry. I love it. The next, the next ministry that I really enjoy is crusades. I love crusades. I love them. We plan them. They're big, and people come to know Jesus. We tell people about Jesus. That's what we do, okay? We, we have a huge children's ministry. We go in. We take crayons. Many of the kids have never seen a crayon. And so we take crayons, shading papers, or coloring book. We tell stories, um, and we, we teach children anywhere we can. I do not work in cities or towns. I don't do it. There's a lot of groups that go in and work there. I work in deep, deep villages. I work in slums. There's the biggest slum in all of Africa in, in, called Kibera Slum in Nairobi, Kenya. I know, I know people there. We go into Kibera Slum, and I work in refugee camps. The refugee camps we work in are mostly Congolese refugees. They're on Lake Albert. They border Lake Albert. Uganda is, is on this side of Lake Albert. Just over Lake Albert is Congo. So we work with a lot of Congolese refugees. Now, this is in Kenya. We're doing a children's ministry. Now, I'm really excited about something. Um, about three years ago, I was in Uganda. I was visiting a school, and there was a missionary lady from America speaking, and she had this soccer ball, what we call a soccer ball in Africa's football, and she was, it was regular size. This is a tiny portable one. And she was talking about the soccer ball, and she had soccer balls, and she was given the plan of salvation with the soccer balls, and I get an attitude. I'm sitting there, well, I don't have a soccer ball. Nobody knows that I would like a soccer ball. No one knows I'm here hardly. And you know how you go, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish. Well, that was about three years ago. So about two years ago, I get on a plane here in Lexington. I meet a stewardess. She was praying with a passenger. So I go over and I think, well, I can do that. So I go pray with them. And this, we kept in touch. And about two years ago, I go to visit her. She asked me to, she invited me into her home. I met people through that. I spoke in like three churches. It's in Missouri. I flew to Missouri. I met some people in Missouri. They became very good friends. One of the ladies I met shipped me a package, and I 
get this in Uganda. I go to the post office. I get word of mouth says you need to go to the post office. You have a big package. And you know what it was? 12 soccer balls. She knows Mike, the soccer ball guy. Mike, the soccer ball guy, it's his ministry. It's his baby. It's his idea. He made this ministry. Okay? So this, this I've been here about six weeks. I flew to Missouri again. I'm sitting in Nancy's house. She says, what do you want to do? I said, I want to meet Mike, the soccer ball guy. She said, okay. So we went to Bubba's Barbecue to meet Mike, the soccer ball guy, who brought a friend. All right? So I get to meet Mike, the soccer ball guy. He asked me how, well, how do you use the soccer balls? And I tell him. I tell him. It's a children's ministry but I use it everywhere. With I speak to a lot of Muslims, so I use this on. And while speaking to Muslims, it's just like the salvation bracelet or the salvation soap. Okay, that's what it is. You have the yellow for God's righteousness, His light. Okay, you have the dark, which is skin, sin. You have the red, which is Jesus's blood. You have the white, which is purity, and you have the green for growth. Okay, and I said, so he brought this friend of his with him. He's sitting next to me, and I said, this is a tool. This is a resource tool to tell people about Jesus. Nobody messes with my soccer balls. Kid, they do not play with my soccer balls. You don't get my soccer balls dirty. You don't kick them. You don't bounce them. They're a resource. They're a tool to tell people about Jesus. And I said, just like this is, and I pulled out a Gideon New Testament. And he says, well, how many of those do you use? I said, as many as I can get. The first place I take them are into prisons because they're small. They're New Testaments. They're portable. They come 100 in a box. We can carry them on motorcycles every day. And so we've got the driver, and we got me with 200 Gideon New Testaments, and we go into prisons. I said, I can use as many as I can get. I promise you I can give them all away. What's left over from prisons, I take into refugee camps. I give them to my motorcycle guy. We, I give them all the time. And he says, well, you know what? I think you need to come to my office when we get done eating. Mike took us to his office. He gave me 200 Gideon New Testaments. God works. God works. Now, I'm, that's school. That's in Muko Market, Uganda. It's where I go to the prison, is near there. I love those kids. Now, I'm all excited. Have you heard of the Jesus film? It's old. It's a classic. The Jesus film. Okay. So you saw a white couple with me? Okay. They, I met them one day, and they had a small projector in the battery pack and small speakers and a tripod. Oh, hold that. Okay, that's the that's the couple, and they and they show the Jesus film, and they let me use their projector for three days, and I showed it, I showed the Jesus film, I showed it, I showed it, and then I had to give it back. Oh, I, that's the thing about borrowing. I had to give everything back, okay, and I wanted to keep it, but I couldn't, and so uh, I prayed, God, I want my own, sort of like soccer ball. I want my own projector. Okay, so go to the next one, and I'll come back to that. 
This is Ambrose. I'm going to come back to the projector in a minute. Ambrose is a nurse. In August of 2017, I got sick. And I delayed going to the hospital. Because I'm thinking, Uganda hospital, Uganda hospital, ooh. So I delayed. And I got real sick. So by the time they carried me to the hospital, and I don't remember it, I was non-responsive. I have hep C. Okay, I did lived on the street. I have hep C. I had double pneumonia. I had malaria. I had a bacterial blood infection because I was in a village and cut my foot and it got infected. I was, my immune system was shot. I was dehydrated, just not in good shape. All right. So Ambrose, the nurse, he was a singing, praying kind of nurse. And he would come into my room and he would take my head and the harder he prayed, the more he shook my head. And I thought he was just going to rip my little head off. But he prayed. And I had two more nurses. And they prayed. And I talked to God. Now, I sort of made a deal with him, sort of, kind of, in Jesus' name, made a deal. You know what, God? I'm ready to die because I was on oxygen 24-7 also. If you want me to live, fine. But you got to help me breathe because I'm real tired of trying to breathe and, and the breath won't come. I mean, that's the deal, Okay. So, God told me to get up and go back to work. And two days later, I left that hospital. They pulled everything out of me. They stopped the meds. Two days later, I left the hospital. Now, Ambrose got a second job, and he works at Belole. It's a logistics company. And he invited me to speak where he works. Now, I want you all to listen to this. He invited me to speak, and I said, sure, I can talk. And so I went, and we sung, we danced, because it's Africa. And then he invited me up to speak, and he put his arm around me, and he said, let me tell you about Mama Peggy. Mama Peggy was my patient, and she was sick. And I used to go in and pray with her, pray for her, and sing, and dance, and pray. And he said, one day, the doctor called me in and said, let, let her go. We need the bed. We need the drugs. She's not going to make it. Let her go. We got people out there waiting. Let her go. We're going to let this one go. She's all but gone anyway. And Amber said, no, we ain't losing Mama Peggy. We are not going to lose Mama Peggy. No. And the doctor said, I'm telling you what to do. And Ambrose said, no, we ain't losing Mama Peggy. And he came into my room, and he prayed harder than ever. And you know what? He said two days later, she left the hospital. Now, I didn't know about his testimony all that time. This happened about three months ago. I didn't know his testimony and he didn't know mine. But on day six God spoke to him and God spoke to me. God told me to get up and go back to work and I did. And God told Ambrose, uh-uh. You go pray for Mama Peggy. Don't unplug her. God works miracles. Now let me tell you. Okay, keep going. I'm, I'm done with Ambrose. So 
I want a projector. So I come back to America and I'm going to run to Best Buy. Sounds easy to me. I'm sitting in Africa and I can think of all these things to do when I get back here. Well, that you don't buy them in stores. Okay, so a friend of mine would get online, spent two hours online. You need lumens. I don't know what a lumen is, but you need them to see it. But if you get too many, then it drains your battery. And I don't know what to get. My friend doesn't know what to get. And so I'm praying about this, this projector. Well, I fly to Missouri. Mike, the soccer ball, I'm talking to him. And I said, man, I need a projector. I need movie night at the prison. They don't have electric. I need movie night at the prison. I need movie all day in the refugee camps. I need a projector, God. So Mike, the soccer ball guy, who says, you know what? I know a guy that's, that that's what he does. That's his ministry. He sends these projectors all over the world so missionaries can show movies. I'll give him a call. He was about an hour away. We got in the car. We went. And you know what? We went to Flying J. Now listen to this. We went to Flying J truck stop and worked out of the back of his car. And look what I got. This is the projector. Amen? I got the Jesus film and adult and children's version. With, it's not a cartoon. It's just half as long in four languages, in French, Swahili, African English, and Luganda. Four, four, four languages that I deal with a lot. Amen? Here are the speakers. These are cute little things. Here's speakers. I got a big old solar panel. I got an extra juicer, battery. I got it all. This is what it fits in. I'm excited. God provided. It takes a while. God just ain't as quick as I am, but God provided that. And I'm excited. Now let me tell you what we've done. We tell people about Jesus. Everywhere we go, that's what we do. But we show people who Jesus is. Jesus worked. The man walked, and he worked, and he walked, and he talked, and he walked, and he worked. Day, night, Jesus worked, and that's what we do over there. Trust me. We work day and night. That's pitiful, isn't it? We work day and night. And we show people who Jesus is. Jesus helped people, did he not? And that's what we do. Whatever we have the money for, whatever you want done, we can do it. Now, I don't mean I do it. I don't mean we do it. I mean Jesus works through us. Now, we need to, y'all understand that. So when I say I do, we do, we know what I'm saying, okay? We work. If we can send a child to school, we pay the school fees. If we can dig a borehole, we dig a borehole. We did one in Uganda and five in Kenya. It takes two weeks. They're about 30 feet deep, depending on the water table. Locals dig it. If something happens to it, locals fix it. They have water. 
it makes sense. I want a halfway house. Halfway houses aren't there. I drank. I did a lot of drugs. I lived on the street. I moved to New Orleans to do it. I have a passion for prison ministry. I have a passion for druggies. I have a passion for alcoholics and street people. And I want a halfway house. They're here. The house is halfway. And this is where they need to be. And I need help. I need physical help. Money, but we need physical help with that too. I want a halfway house. Let me tell you about a vision. I cannot take food into the village. I cannot do it. They're all hungry. I'm hungry. I cannot take enough food. So like we talked about in Sunday school class, we need to help people help themselves. Now I got a vision. It's a big, you don't have little visions. Little visions are just like not real productive. I have big vision. I want land. I want somebody to give me land. It's a vision. I want land. I want to plant those. I call them friends. Let me tell you, they are friends, and that's a drug camp in Kabbalagala, Uganda, near Kampala. And when you're in there, they doing the drugs. They're smoking bangi. Do you know what bangi is? It's pot. There's women living in there. There's kids born in there. There's families being raised in there. It's a drug camp, and we ain't talking rehab. Rehabs very rarely exist. I want land. I want the locals to plant the food. And then next to that, I want an orphanage because you need the food to feed the orphans. You can't buy all that food. And then next to that, I want a school because those orphans need to go to school. Now, let me tell you about African culture. You got the strong African man. <coughs> Sorry. You got the strong African man. And polygamy is big. And you check me if I'm wrong. Polygamy is big. And he goes to a village, gets some young girl, and says, you want to be my wife? Well, she ain't a wife. But she, it's, at least she's getting out of her village. So he's got the man hut, and he's got the woman hut, woman hut, woman hut, maybe 10 women. And maybe 100 kids. And he's got AIDS. And all of them have AIDS and malaria, and typhoid, and they're starving, and they're hungry, and they're uneducated. And it's a cycle over and over and over and over. And you know there's one thing that's going to break this cycle. One thing's going to break this cycle. And it's to get those babies out of the village, get them into boarding school, and get them an education so they have options. That's the only hope. They need, they need Jesus. We're going to build a church, too. They need education. Okay? Am I wrong? They need education. It takes money. Now, boarding school, we're not talking Harvard and Yale here. We're talking Mud Hut. We build it. Nehemiah Faith School is in Kenya. We have Nehemiah Faith Church. We have Nehemiah Faith School. Th that we're showing the Jesus film. 
it's, 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 it's cow, shoe, shoe, and mud are what huts are made out of with timbers for structure. That's a boarding school. If there's no, no mattresses, they sleep in the, on the dirt. But let me tell you, incest and rape is rampant. Sex trafficking is rampant. There's nothing to stop it. We need to get these babies out of the villages, get them safe, give them, give them Jesus. Tell them about Jesus. Now let me tell you what I believe. That's at a refugee camp. Soccer ball, school supplies. We pack the school supplies into refugee camps. Let me tell you what. We are on those boda bodas, peaky peakies, motorcycles. We got our backpacks. We got boxes. In front of the driver, there's boxes strapped on. You know what I'm talking about. We take as much as we can in. And if there's one place that I'm can say I'm not real comfortable to refugee camps, okay? They're rough. They're rough. Now let me show you something. This is on Mount, this is Mount Elgon. Part of the mountain is in Kenya. Part of it is in Uganda. That's my first pair of gum boots, the rubber boots, and for a good reason. Okay, it rained, it rained, it rained. We stayed an extra day because of the rain. Now let me show you how God is working. God works through kids. I've been speaking. When I come back, I'm here about six weeks, two months. That's a crusade. I'm here about six weeks, two months. I work. I work, I work. I go wherever I can talk, wherever there's one person, a church, wherever I speak. I've been to Rosemont a couple times, eastern Kentucky, almost to Bowling Green. Flew to Missouri, was in Texas, Arkansas, and Ohio three times, and Georgetown. I speak, I work, I work, I work. And you know what? I can't work here when I'm in Africa. Let me tell you, in Africa, I'm hungry, I'm tired, and I'm dirty. Because I ain't living in, I'm living with the Africans, and that's what the way it is. Now, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's the way it is. Okay? So I come back here, and God is working through children. I think adults, I think we're stubborn sometimes, I think. And so I go into a church, and Grandma comes to me, and she said, you know what? When I told her I was at a senior adult luncheon, it was Rosemont. I used to work there. She brought me these nickels. She said, when I told my granddaughter where I was going and what you did, she went into her piggy bank, dumped out her nickels, and she says, I want to help those kids. Now, this, this little girl is in a wheelchair. She's challenged in many, many ways. But she says, I want to help those kids. And Grandma bought me this, brought me this. That's the story of this. I'm in Missouri. A family came in, the Sticka family. They Mount Elgon. The Sticka family came in to the home I was staying in, and there's three Sticka children. And the kids said, this ain't my mama's money. This is our money. And we want to give it to you. 
and we want you to buy the kids shoes. So you know what? This money is going to Africa, and I'm going to buy shoes. You'll see a post on Facebook. Amen? So I come back here. Now that's Missouri and Rosemont. And guess what Broadway is doing in the Sunday school class? The second and third grade class with Phyllis and Karen. Do you know what they did last year? The second and third grade in this church because of the teachers leading them? They bought chickens. They bought baby chicks. We had a poultry project. We bought 500 chicks at a time. And six weeks later, we sell them. So the second and third grade class here gave money, and we, they bought chicks. These young people bought baby chicks. And with those baby chicks, let me tell you what we did. We brought water into that village. It's Baca Village. We upgraded the school. We upgraded the church. So let me tell you about this church. It's the only church in Baca Village that's Christian church. It's witchcraft everywhere. It's, it's Africa. It's witchcraft. The money that the second and third graders gave to buy chicks and the money from those chicks Help upgrade the church, the only Christian church, the only God-believing church. It's witchcraft. It built a small house. Now, a house in Africa is one room, and it's, it's an honor, amazing. It's a, it's a miracle to have this house. And we built Stephen a house. Stephen had never had a house. When I met Stephen, he had sores all over him. He slept outside. And you know what Stephen continually did? He praised God. The boy praised God. He would sing. I went to church with him. He would sing and he would dance and the boy praised God. That's when he's living outside. You should have seen him after he got the house. That's because... We sold, they, 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 Stephen took care of the chicks. And we built him a house. And the second and third grade graders from this church helped with all that. And you know, I went in that same school class, and you know what they're going to do now? They're going to buy goats. They're collecting money. They've been collecting money. They're going to buy goats. Now, I've already bought four goats. You know what? They're boy, girl, boy, girl. That's digging the borehole in, in Uganda, near Busia, Masodi Village. These kids are going to buy goats. We take them in on Boda Bodas. There's a driver and a goat and me, and you take them in, and we buy boy, girl, boy, girl. They have goat's milk. The goats reproduce. You can eat them. You can sell them. You let them keep having babies. That's from the kids. That's because of Karen and Phyllis. God works. God works. Chickens. That's Stephen. That's the one that got the house. Amen? Now let me tell you about crusades. 
I know about feeders and drinkers, and I know a whole lot about those chicks. Let me tell you about crusades. The first crusade, we, that's the, how the baby chicks come, in boxes, 500. Let me tell you about crusades. Now, I'm not saying we don't see miracles here. God works everywhere. But let me tell you about what I know about Uganda, Kenya. We had our first crusade in Nehemiah Faith Church in Kenya. I'm standing outside. There it is. That's chief. That's the chief of police in Katali, Kenya, and the interpreter, Ben Kabet. And that's the very crusade I'm talking about. It's in Biofu, Kenya, up from Mumias. I'm standing outside of Nehemiah Faith Church, and a guy comes in on a boda boda, and they're holding the boda boda stops a motorcycle, and they get him off. And they carry him into the church, and they lay him on a mat because that's what you lay on when you lay down. And they lay him on a mat in front of the church, and we have the crusade. And we sing and dance a whole lot, and preach, and speak, and pray. So when the crusade is over, we go and we circle around this guy and we pray. Now, we pray here and God works miracles. But let me tell you something over there. It's just something different. And I'm not saying we don't pray believing and expecting, but I'm just saying they do. Because it's them and God. Am I right? It's them and God. It's them and God. And they pray expecting and believing. And it's powerful. And it's loud. And it's long. And they even jump and dance and sing. And this went on a whole long time. We're baptizing. It went on a long time. And you know what happened? God worked. The man walked out of the church. Now, I'm not saying he ran out, and I'm not saying he walked out, but I'm saying his legs worked. Now, there was a person on each side of him, but he walked. The boy walked out of the church. I saw it. I'm not telling you what I read in a book, which is fine. I'm not telling you what somebody told me. I'm telling you I saw it. It's them and God. And we see miracles just like me getting healed out of that hospital. I believe. Some of you don't know me. Let me tell you what I believe. And this is what we tell people over there. I'll tell you about that. Let me tell you what I believe. I believe Jesus is God's son. Flat out, Jesus is God's son. No argument. Jesus is God's son. Boda, boda. Jesus is God's son. God sent Jesus to die on a cross for our sins. This is what I believe. We ask God forgive, to forgive us, and he will. We ask and we admit we're a sinner, and we ask Jesus into our heart, and you know that's where he leaves, lives, right here. My God was born in a manger, and he died on a cross, and he lives in my heart. 
And I pray that when someone stands next to me, they can hear the heartbeat of Jesus. Jesus is light. We, we're different. If we're filled up with Jesus, we got to be different. we got to be. And that's what I believe. And y'all should know what I believe. You should know. Now, let me tell you. Okay, so we had a store. Single mamas, widows, they make crafts, and we sell the crafts. This is one of the necklaces. It's made out of paper. The beads are paper. You cut strips, you roll them up. You know what I'm talking about? You glue them, they're paper. They're paper beads. They're made out of magazines. That's why they're different colors. You can pass it around. They're cheap. They're cool. I like them. Women work. Women work. Now, I ain't saying the men don't work, but I'm saying the women do. Women work. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people. Women work. They walk. They carry the jerkins. They got a baby in their belly and a baby on their back and toddlers all around them, and they dig in the field from daylight to dark. They work. They're, they're called tailors. Like my granny's Singer treadle sew machine. Look what they make. Is this beautiful? They make crafts. They work. I want to teach them to be tailors. I want a vocational school. I want to teach boat-to-butter repair. You learn to repair boaters, you always going to have a job. I want brick making. I want tailor classes. They call salon saloons. I went to the saloon to get my hair cut. I went, so I went to the, their salons, but they call them saloons, so I go into the saloon to get my hair cut. And first time, because I cut my own hair for obvious reasons, but I thought, I'm going to the saloon. So I went to the saloon to get my hair cut, and I told the guy, man, I took time. I want, like, some here, but a whole lot here, and some here, and I took my time. The guy listened, and I think, yes, I'm going to get my hair cut. And you know what he did? He looked at me, and he said, oh, you want your hair deleted? I said, no, never mind. You know, I think it's, I think I'm good. Never mind. Never mind. Okay? It, it's, it's, it's okay. These are just friends caring. Oh, <laughs> the guy is cute. Let me tell you what happened. We went into a village to do our children's ministry. It was an awesome ministry. We take candy. We take, they call them biscuits. They're like shortbread cookies. We ask questions. We, we, we love doing children's ministry. We took jump ropes, Ludo. It's a game, African game. Had a great time. And you know what happened? We get done. The kids go back to their homes, to their huts. We're getting ready to leave. Anna, my accountant, when we get caught up in the office, we, we do ministry together. Or I'm going to lose her because I'm, she, I'm the one, she, she's my employee. I don't want to lose her. 
She needs to eat. So we're sitting there, and this guy comes out. And he makes sure that we see him, okay? He makes sure. I want to beat the dude. He makes sure that we see him. And he took this little girl, and while he's making sure we look at him, he beats her. He beats the girl. Now, if we would have got up and went over to him, he would have beat more kids. I'm just telling you, there's nothing we could do. He beat her to when she did get up, she was limping. And then he gives her two jerrycans to go get water, to carry water, because he was Muslim. And she came to our Bible, our children's ministry to hear about Jesus. The girl got beat. And we sit there and we watched it. Nothing we could do. If we made a move, he would have beat more. Trust me. When someone ex- becomes born again in a village, when someone becomes, you can go ahead, when somebody becomes born again, they can be tossed out of their village. Am I right? And they take nothing with them. They lose everything. They walk away from friends, from family, from home, from all material possessions, whatever that will be, and they can't go back. And I go to church with these people, and you know what they're doing? They're praising God. God, you know I need a job. You know, I need a job. I need a place to stay. They sacrifice, give up everything and everybody to become born again. How many of us would do that? How many of us, they're making brick. How many of us would do that? And they don't go back in the village. They can't. And they're praising God. And you know what? Maybe that's why we, I see more miracles over there. Maybe they're more serious than some of us are here. Maybe. Maybe. These are just some kids. This is in western Uganda. These are some kids on the road. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. They're beautiful kids. They're beautiful people. And I want, I tried this time to get a guy over here, and I tried everything and spent a lot of money, and he didn't get his visa approved. It's very, very hard to get Africans here. But I tried because I want him to tell you. If I tell you, it's like I'm complaining. You know the prison that I love? Let me tell you two things about this prison. It's Malole Prison in Mukul Market, Uganda. Let me tell you about this prison. Let me tell you the first thing I hear. That's a crusade. Let me tell you the first thing I hear at the prison. They open up the gates, and I got the documents to get in. You know those documents. You got to get them stamped and signed and money in the back pocket. But I get the documents. They open up the gates. Mama Peggy's here. Mama Peggy's here. Man, I know people, and I'm proud of those people. Mama Peggy's here. 
and I go in, and you want to know the first thing I see? I see God waiting for us. He's already there. I leave June 13th. Within the first seven days, I'm going to be at that prison because I miss those guys. They're amazing. And God is already there working on their hearts. God is already there preparing their hearts. And I don't need to know what they did. A lot of them are innocent, didn't do anything. I don't need to know. It's none of my business. Let me tell you about prison ministry. It's real simple. I take a pastor from that area because he knows the language. I take a singer-dancer, singer, from that area. I speak, of course. There's a chief. I speak. My Boda guy usually speaks, Bosco to Boda guy. And we have church. The preacher preaches, the singer sings, and we have church. We have church a lot over there. Now, I'm not saying we have a church. You don't need a church to have church. You do not need a church to have church. And people, that's in Kabera Slum in Nairobi. Pastor Stephen Sunday. We worship God. We praise God. That's what we do. Are there any questions? Any questions? Any, any, any. Either I'm doing real good or real bad. Anything you want done, and again, we know it's God working through us. Anything you want done, we can do. Anything you want done. I spoke here one Wednesday night. I left like on a Thursday, Friday, just a couple days later. The church gave me $4,000. This church handed me a $4,000 check. You know what I did with it? They said they wanted wells. We dug five. $800 each. We dug five wells in Kenya. And I picked where they were. They're in villages. I sent pictures before they started, when they started, in the middle of getting done, and when they were all done. It's accountability. I put the word out, we need school fees. We need school fees. 18 kids got sponsored at Nehemiah Faith School. It's 50 bucks a year for a whole year. And they get porridge for breakfast, probably posho and beans for lunch. 50 bucks a year for school fees. 18 kids at Nehemiah Faith School in Kenya. We got a girl in, in uh, high school. I'm boarding her because her home life was bad. That's me. I'm crying. You want to know why I'm crying? Because somebody sent me a Christmas package. And I opened it up, and I got that shirt from the, from the friends in Missouri. And it made me happy, and I cried. Those are happy tears. $50 a year. 
So we got 18 kids in Kenya at Nehemiah Faith School. We got a girl in high school. We got her brother in like middle school. And let me tell you about Jimmy. I know his picture's been up there. Little Jimmy. I met the boy when he was 14 years old, Danny. Danny was with me. We were at the church, Lucas's church. And I had my favorite window looking out the church. And school had started. And I saw this boy. His name, I called him Little Jimmy because there were other Big Jimmy and Jimmy and Little Jimmy. And he was Little Jimmy. He was 14 years old. And I left the church. I went out and I said, what you doing? Why are you here? Why aren't you in school? And he says, I don't have school fees. And I said, you come see me. And tomorrow you're going to school and I don't want to ever see you out again. And you know what? I never saw him out again. He went in school. 14-year-old little Jimmy. And he graduated high school. Amen. The boy graduated high school. I know his mama and his brother, Bonyface. I know him. I know his sister. I said, Jimmy, when you get out of high school, I'm going to send you to Chambogo University. You can take business. Well, the time came. I took him to Chambogo and Banda, and then I didn't have the money to send him. I said, well, Jimmy, I guess you got to go to work. <laughs> I don't have the money. So the boy went to work. He delivered water to Hoima, past Hoima. So the girl I'm staying with now, Ingrid, says, you know, I want to do something. What, what can I do? And I said, put little Jimmy in Chambogo University, please. And she paid for two years. Man, I went straight back to Africa, got Jimmy in Chambogo. The boy's 20 years old now. The boy's 20 years old. That's his success story. I used to see him, and I'd get him his shirt, and then it would have holes in it because of rats. In. Let me tell you about African rats. Those dudes are as big as a cat, and I can kill them too. Don't think I can't. They're that big. They are. The rats would eat his clothes. I know rats. That's Jimmy. That's a success a success story. Bibles are expensive over there. Bibles are not in village. They're expensive. They're like 10 bucks a Bible. Y'all don't think that's expensive, but it is when you're trying to buy for a village. Do you know what I saw? I don't know if you've ever seen this, but you know what I saw? I saw someone tearing pages out of a Bible. Ah, oh, they tore a page out of God's word. Oh, my. And you know what they did with that? They memorized it, and they cherished it, and they loved it, and they quoted it time after time after time after time after time. And how many Bibles do we have at home? Five, ten? We probably don't even know. They need Bibles. And I know people. I buy them off the street because I know people. They need Bibles. And all I'm asking from you, all I'm asking from you, and I knew who would be here tonight, trust me, all I'm asking from you is that you pray and obey. That's it. You pray and you obey. And you pray some more and you obey. We need prayers for safety. Let me tell you, 
I heard a guy die. About three years ago, I heard a guy die. Pangas, they're machetes. Kenya, they shoot. Pangas in Uganda, they will cut you. They, the guy bled out because he stole a pair of shoes. Now, y'all might think that's stupid, but it's the only pair of shoes. You don't steal people's shoes, all right? It's probably the only pair they have. And I heard him bleed out. I heard the guy die. Do you know what they would do for this? Do you know what they would do for this? You know what they would do for it. You pray for our safety. Because we're we pray and we obey. We pray for our safety. And there whoever I write that goes with me, sometimes people will go with me. I don't have the money. I go by myself. Some people, sometimes people travel with me. You pray for our safety. You pray for our good help. You pray for boldness. And let me tell you what my God says. Let me tell you what my God says. And the pastor Kevin said it this morning. He will give you strength. And you know what that means to me? You can do anything God wants you to do. Now, you can say it all pretty like, but to me, you can do anything God wants you to do. I'm 64 years old. And I know that I know that I know. My last breath here is my first breath in heaven. I know it. Just like that. And I want to be out of breath because I want to go working. I want to be out of breath. When Jesus takes me in his arms, I want to be going, I'm happy to be here. I want to be out of breath because I want to be working. And you can do anything Jesus wants you to do. He will give you the strength. He promises it. It's in the Bible. It's in his word. So you pray for safety. You pray for our wisdom. Now, we ain't stupid most of the time. Sometimes we could be. But we try not to be out after dark. But traveling, sometimes you are. The Jesus film is to be shown in the daylight. That's why the lumen thing, enough lumens, so you can see it on a wall. So if we have a wall, on a cloth, a curtain, in the, in the daytime. And they see the Jesus film. That's why God made me and you. So we could tell people about Jesus, is it not? Now, we tell people how to get to heaven. That's what we do. It's a process, and that's all part of the process, is telling people about Jesus, how to get to heaven. Okay.
crusade. Let me tell you how we have a crusade. We start out at 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm in charge. I know how they work. I'm in charge because I'm dealing with donation money, and I'm the only one that can touch it. And it goes right into the bank here, and when I get real desperate, I email Don and Danny, and I say, I need money now. I mean now, now. I need the money. And they put it in the Nehemiah Faith account in Uganda. And I'm the only one that touches it. And we start working at 8 o'clock in the morning. You want to come to Uganda? This is what we do. We start working at 8 o'clock in the morning. We start evangelizing. And we walk. We walk. We walk. We walk. We walk. And we evangelize. We go from hut to hut to hut to hut. And we tell people about the crusade. We stop about two, eat some beans and posho, and we, then we go back and we start the crusade. And this is what we do. This is in Kenya. And this has never been done at a crusade. We take the kids separate. About 20 years ago, there was land issues in this area. And they say 2,000 men died. There's always land issues because no one has a title deed. It's just, there's land issues, okay? No one has, very, I'm going to say no one, very few people have deeds to their land. So there's land issues, and the government came in and took the land. And I hear 2,000 men died fighting for their land. Now, do you know how many orphans, mamas have AIDS, about everybody has AIDS, do you know how many orphans? What percent of in a village? What percent can be 15 and under? 60%, 70% can be 15 and under? Many, many orphans in this area. So we take, we sing, we dance. When the preacher comes up to preach, sorry, we, we take the kids separate. And we keep them in front, in open view, accountability. And we have children's ministry. Never been done before. Nothing like that has been done for the kids. Nothing. Ever. And we have a children's ministry. We take a couple people, locals. We, my time's up. We take a couple local people because they know the language. They know the songs for that village. And we love on the kids. And we tell them about Jesus. That's what this whole thing is about. And I miss my boys. I have two boys. I miss my boys. I have a grandson. I miss my grandson. And I need help. You hear me? I need help. We need financial help. But I need people help. I don't need six 18-year-olds. I need a couple of seasoned adults that can come from here right into a village and start working because we're not in safe areas. I'm the first Mzungu, first white person in a lot of these villages. So pray we get help.
a lot of the people. Earlier, there was a pic picture. Oh, the girl in the wheelchair. God, thank you. The girl in the wheelchair, her name is Naomi Kaneza. Naomi Kaneza. She's my sister. I love Naomi Kaneza. I love, love, love Naomi Kaneza. Naomi was in a boat-to-boat -boat accident, messed up her leg, messed it up. She went to Kosoro, was in the hospital. I went to Kosoro, and I said, man, Naomi, what are we going to do? We in trouble now because she's my singer-dancer going into the prison. You got to get better. Look at that. You see that? That was about eight months ago. I said, man, you got to get better. I need you. You're my singer-dancer, Malole. I love her. And I said, before I go to America, we going together to Malole Prison. And you know what? We got to go two times. Right before I came back here a couple months ago, we went two times to Malole Prison. Now, she wasn't exactly jumping, but those screws and bolts are out, and they put raw honey, raw honey on open wounds. That's what they use, raw honey. It works, sort of. And, can, and Naomi got to go two times to the prison. We went together. God loves us. That's exciting to me. Okay, my time's up. That's Pastor Anamani. That's her brother. And we bought four goats. Two went to Naomi. She's got six kids. Six kids. And two went to Pastor Anamani and his wife. So two, two. Male, female, male, female. Naomi Knezer. And we bought her a Bible. We bought her a Bible. That's at the drug camp. The drug camp. First time I went to the drug camp, we call it promised land. It's gated. There's hierarchy. There's guys protecting that fence and that gate. And I'm sitting in church near that. And I say, you know what? I want to go down to the drug camp. I just would like to go. So I went with five people. Six of us went. They let us in. A miracle. They let us in. I took one step inside the gate. You know what the dude told me? He got in my face and he said, we call this promised land and we want a church right there. You know what? They need a church. You want to know who those guys are? They're out of the praise teams. They know more church songs than we do. They play guitar and the African drum and they sing and they in the drug camp and no one really cares. Do they? There's no rehab. We need your prayers. I mean, I got story. I could write a book. You hear me? That's the Gospel of John. I, I'm closing. That's the Gospel of John. I can get them. I ran out of Bibles. Ran out of Bibles, New Testaments. Getting New Testaments. I ran out of everything. I go in and buy Gospel of John. It's three thousand, less than one dollar. And if you have the Gospel of John, you're going to learn who you are, and you're going to learn who God is, and you're going to learn who you need to be.
and how to get to heaven. That's what's important. I love those people. I love, love, love those people. I love them. So I leave June June 13th. I fly out. It's like two days to get there. Pray that I get this through. uh, There's a lithium battery in here, a big lithium battery. They're really difficult to get through airports. I flew back with it from Missouri, and I handled it. My hands have it. They have to swab my hands. They, they, I go through security. This right here. I'm going to have trouble getting it through security. And we on three planes, four airports. This is a lithium battery. It ain't easy. So you know what I do? I just take it out and show security. And I said, this is the battery. And I'm taking it to Africa. And we're going to see the Jesus film on this. Now, you swab whatever you want. You touch whatever you want. Because I'm getting it through Uganda and Kenya. Because we're going to see the Jesus film. And you know, let me tell you, I'm going to Egypt. You are not getting it. It was $1,000 for this. $1,000, good deal. I checked, trust me. And you know what happened? I got a donation for $1,000. You think I'm going to let them take this? Ha! I'll beat those boys, and I can do it. But you pray. You pray for us. Pray for safety. Pray I don't have to beat security to get it through airports. I'll do it. I ain't letting go of it. They ain't taking my they ain't taking my stuff. Any questions? Okay. So pray for safety, pray for good health, and pray that I get help. I need help. I need people. I need people bad. I need seasoned American people, seasoned African people. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Okay, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> we had a deal here. I, you got to come after me. <laughs> we're going to have an invitation because we're in church. Our hymn of invitation is 423, 433, I Surrender All. All to Jesus I surrender, all to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him. In his presence daily live, I surrender all, I surrender all, all to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender.
us pray. Father, thank you for a wonderful day. Father, we have indeed felt your presence today. And Lord, I'm asking, Lord, that you would be with Peggy as she waits upon you. And I, I pray, Lord, that you would supply every need. Lord, that you would go before her and make the crooked places straight as you promised you would. Lord, may you lead and guide and direct her. I pray for safety. I pray that your hand would be with her. And Father, we ask these things in, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Oh, yes, we're going to do a love offering for Peggy and the Nehemiah Faith Ministry. Redemption, the purchase of blood to 